Good morning, friends. Uh, your fellow traveler, Skip, here for our daily episode of Finding Meaning. And I do hope that this podcast helps you in some way find what is real, what is tangible in this life, because uh, so much of this life is uh, not tangible. I would go as far as to say it's not real. Uh, So I want to go back and uh, talk about uh, the process by which we we have arrived at this place, the process by which we live as humans. Uh, it has been many episodes since I've talked about what I call PPP. Uh, no, I'm I'm not I'm not talking about going to the bathroom. <laughs> I am talking about. Perceiving, processing, and projecting. Uh, Because that is really where we have to do the spirit, the practical spiritual work. And that is often where people don't go. So this is not a new concept. my understanding of this comes from, you know, the study of religion, uh, the study of spiritual growth, the study of 12 steps of uh, transformational processes, uh, and certainly uh, when you look deeply at the teachings of Jesus or Buddha or Lao Tzu, you will find this idea. Uh, so it's not, it's not new. My point is this is not new. This is not a new concept, but maybe a different way for us to look at uh, the concepts of what it means to create uh, a different reality in our life, uh, a more true reality to give it at least something that can offer more meaning. So let's talk about PPP. Let's talk about perceiving, processing, and producing uh, reality. Uh, We perceive through our senses, you know, through sight, through sound, touch, taste, uh, you know, etc. We even perceive through our intuition our sixth sixth sense, if you will, uh, that we are perceiving uh, machines, really. That's what our brains are. We, we take in data constantly. And we are uh, constantly trying to understand that data. <laughs> uh, If you drive a car, uh, let me use that as an example. And even if you don't drive, if you, if you ride in a car, but, but driving a car is, 
is a, a function of the human brain that is highly developed because you are literally perceiving so many things at one time. Accelerate, stop, other, other uh, vehicles around you, uh, what's going on in your car, what's going on in the surrounding road and the surrounding area. I mean, your brain is taking in copious amounts of data when you're driving a vehicle. And to do it safely, it has to. Now, the cool thing about the brain is it can do this. Uh, it can take in that information uh, and it can understand it. It can bring in uh, the data of the speed of the road, of the other, uh, the distance from the other cars, uh, you know, of any possible threat that uh, is there for your driving, and it can adjust immediately. And that's the that's the processing part. We perceive, and then we're processing, and the brain uh, just does all of this so seamlessly that we, we don't really even know what's going on. We don't compartmentalize it. We perceive and we process and we produce instantaneously, almost all at one time. And so we're perceiving this data as we're driving. We're processing it, uh, you know, especially if you've got a car full of, of kids or a car full of people, you're also having conversations or you're listening to music or... Uh, talk radio or podcast, etc. Maybe you listen to this in your car. Uh, and, and we're able to do that. We're able to do that well. And then if we, if we, if we perceive and we process all of that, the, the product of that is hopefully a safe trip. Uh, if we're aware of, of cars that may drift into our lane, uh, or a, an animal like a deer that goes into the road, uh, we can adjust and safely make our trip. Well, life is like that. Uh, our brain is always doing that, not just while we're driving, but while we're doing everything. Uh, I wake up in the morning at 4 a.m. It's now 4.30. I'm awake enough to do this, but... Uh, at 4 a.m., I, I have a little caffeine. Uh, probably not the best thing, but I have a little caffeine. Uh, I turn on the news, and uh, I engage in this reality. I begin to process uh, the the awake state. And <clears throat> as soon as my as soon as I'm ready, uh, I. to process and and perceive and process I produce a, a podcast uh, and then I'll go to work and I will perceive what's in front of me there adjust do the work that I need to do uh, to help care for my family uh, to help pay the bills uh, perceiving what needs to be done processing what needs to be done and then doing it uh, maybe you're a student, same thing. You go to a class, you, you bring in the data that you are offered, you process it, 
you produce a grade. Hopefully it's a good grade. Uh, but often, um, or maybe I should say, uh, what can happen, let me put it that way, <clears throat> is that we can perceive incorrectly. Because perception is a learned response. Part of how we perceive is how we have learned to perceive. We, we see things through certain lenses, and those lenses are things that are taught to us. Uh, if, yeah, and I have shared this before, I'll share it again. Um, I live in a, in a relatively small town in south-central Iowa, uh, a town of, uh, I think, about six or 7,000 people. Uh, if you look across my front yard, through the houses across the street, through the backyard of the next set of houses, and then across one more street, you see a house that flies Confederate flags and um, certain political persuasion that they represent very boldly. Uh, I don't know these people, never met these people, but I can perceive that they probably are a certain way. And now that may sound judgmental, and it is. Uh, we have to, I don't judge their worth but I can pretty much tell you uh, from how I'm perceiving their, their world that their perception is very sort of narrow, probably slightly prejudiced, if not completely prejudiced, judging from you know, the flags and the symbols that they boldly put in their yard as a sort of um, F you to uh, authority. Uh, and so I'm perceiving them and they're perceiving the world a certain way and it's all perception. Now they have learned, it would appear, by the outward appearance, they have learned to perceive the world through a lens that has within it a sense of defiance a sense of exclusion, possibly a sense of prejudice, uh, probably a sense of of right or wrong, of a, a moral understanding that is outside of the norm. I'd like to think it's outside of the norm, but that's the way they perceive. And if you were to ask these folks, if, if I were to go knock on that door, and, and ask them, engage them in a conversation, they would share, I guarantee you, I, I've been in these conversations with people, <coughs> they would share in a way that their perception would be that they're right and others are wrong. So if I asked them why they, why they flew the Confederate flag or, or had these overtly racist sort of symbols on their home, uh, they would offer an argument. Maybe it's a weak argument, probably is. Um, that there's a reason for that, that they feel alienated, 
that they feel as though that they're, they need to represent something. And if I dug down far enough, I promise you this, I would find out that that was learned behavior. That, that was a learned perception. Well, we perceive through the lenses we are offered. We perceive through uh, the realities that we have been taught. And if you've been listening to this podcast at all, you know that I believe that's what the false reality is. That's what the matrix is. If you want to know what the simulation is, if you want to know what the false reality is, then you have to look at what people have been taught, how people have been taught to perceive reality. And once you perceive reality through lenses, you process through those same lenses and you produce the same reality. Uh, Let me give you another pretty simple example. Someone who's addicted, they have... They are processing, they're perceiving a need through the lens of justifying behavior. They are processing it through that same need and they are producing a reality that is destructive. It's a false reality. Uh, Human beings, the, the, the transformative thing about real recovery from drugs and alcohol or whatever your addiction is, the real transformative thing is that you understand that you are perceiving reality wrong and that one of the great gifts of the 12 steps is that you are offered a better and more true perception. Now, I say all this to say that the lens we have to use to replace these false lenses is the lens of love. Uh, that we have to take in the same data, but we have to take it in through the lens of compassion, through love, of through empathy. We have to use those processes, compassion, kindness, empathy, generosity, hope, to transform the reality that we produce. Now, these folks across the way from me, uh, I would hope that ultimately love will transform them. I hope that for the world. I do know this, that for you and for me, the only way to change the meaning of life, the only way to change the reality we're in is to actively get into that process and change the lenses from judgment and hate to love and kindness. And when we do that, when we perceive through the eyes of love, process through the soul of love, we produce a reality of love. And that, my friend, is where you will find your meaning. May it be for me, may it be for you, and may it be for this world today. Uh, Thanks. Thanks for listening. Take care of yourselves. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.